0: Well, god is is doing some powerful things amen yes. and I just I'm really thankful for this season of God and and kind of the place he's got us at as a church um, when I shared that message that I shared a few weeks on repentance um i didn't i guess I just didn't know kind of what was God doing with it and in, in, in the lives of people and I kind of moved on to, you know, what I felt the next thing needed to be. But I, I, I just, I'm sensing that, you know, there's a work that's happening, you know. And and I was even Eric and I were talking in our staff meeting um, last week about just we're kind of in awe of the the hearts that are changing, the repentance that's coming, that the that the 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 freedom that we've we've we haven't seen or felt in a long time and a long a lot of areas is, is just upon us and so we were thinking wow man we've been praying for a spirit of repentance to fall and maybe it's here <laughs> so we better not trot along into the next thing too quickly and we need to probably we need to kind of capitalize and soak in this kind of place where we're at you know and I know it's, it can be real easy to get hung up on the fact that repentance can be sorrowful. And that is part of it, that godly sorrow. But that's not the end of it. Right. And so even this morning when, when we're talking about joy and we're talking about, you know, the joy of the Lord. Remember when I talked about that when sin's in our lives, when compromises in our lives, it steals your joy. Right. It takes it. And so this message of repentance is not done. If there's sorrow and sadness that you're facing, and I'm not saying all your sorrow, all your sadness is because you're a great big fat sinner. I'm just saying it could be part of the reason. And we need to go to God and we need to get in his face and allow him to do what he wants to continue to do with us because we're supposed to be happy people. We're supposed to be full of joy. The kingdom of heaven is about joy in the Holy Spirit. And if you're depressed, that's not right. And I don't say that to condemn you. I know what depression feels like. I've had it. I've dealt with it. I've got a trophy. (laughs) Most depressed kid in high school, you know? I mean, it felt that way. I know. There's no condemnation for you. There's only help. And so... So this morning, there's a couple of people came to Eric and I about wanting to share a testimony. Again, some more of what God's doing in the area of repentance. And we just, because we're not going to trot along into the next thing, we're just going to make room for that. Is that okay? Yeah. It, the, the Bible tells us that we overcome by two things. The blood of Jesus and the word of our testimony. And we, if you've been to any of the Bethel conferences that we've done in this region, they've, they preach all the time that when you hear someone's testimony of healing or deliverance, it becomes your prophetic word. Mm-hmm. That you can actually listen to someone's story and go, that's for me. I'm doing that. I'm getting that. I'm taking that. Mine, mine, mine. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we're testifying. Because Jesus deserves it. He deserves to be talked about. And the work that he does in our lives, amen? amen. So Carmen, if you would, Carmen wants to share. And when she's done, then we're going to we'll have another person. But just uh, give your attention to her heart. And I just know Carmen's got something powerful from the Lord that he's been doing in her life. Right? And... Well, I
1: was supposed is it on? Okay. Can you hear me? Okay. I was supposed to do this last week, but I missed the mark. And and I struggled a lot up here with communion, and a lot of it was because uh, the Lord was really re- leading me to repentance, and I didn't do that. So um, I I went home, and I really just wanted to take a nap. And... I had no peace in my spirit, and so I worked through that. I called a friend, and we worked through that, and and um, part of it was the enemy's attack, and part of it was this source of, uh, of repentance that I needed to, to bring to all of you, and um, I went to bed that night, and I woke up the next morning, and I still didn't have the peace of God, and I said, God, what's going on? And he said, wouldn't you grab that microphone, Carmen? There's a lot of responsibility when you're teaching my people. And it's not, a, it's not a small thing. And so he said, I want you to repent to my people. And so I am, because no longer am I not having the peace of God. Um, and so I just want to read you a letter. I felt like I just saw myself reading a letter to you. And so I just want to read you a letter and... Um, dear church family, as God has been humbling me and helping me walk in my freedom, I realized that the body of Christ, this body of Christ, is on the list of people and that he wants me to repent to. Almost two, two years ago, when I, I preached and taught about fasting, um, and God let us do a fast together as a corporate body, and I believe many of you receive freedom from that and it was a great message Um, as Thank you. That's much better. I believe that many of you received great breakthrough during that time. And I was faithful to do the fast prior to speaking and after and during the corporate fasting. Um, but it didn't make it a lifestyle um, after that. Um, that may not seem like a big deal to some of you, but it is a big deal to God. When you're a leader, you're held at a higher standard, and in Romans two twenty, twenty one, says, "You then who teach others, do not teach, and then do not teach yourself," is breaking the word of God, and I did that because I didn't make it a part of um, my life. So over for over a year, and I knew that I was in disobedience, but um, I kept making excuses of why I wasn't making it a part of my lifestyle, but Satan really had a grip on it. In fact, he started to confuse me and and lie to me. So for over a year, I didn't fast at all, and during the year, I was experiencing a lot of health issues. I was extremely tired. My hair was falling out, if that doesn't get your attention as a woman. But literally, my hair was falling out. I was feeling like almost bald. Um, I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism and I was depressed. Sometimes I had, didn't have enough energy to get out of bed and I got really low emotionally and very and very sick. And then our 11 year old daughter was diagnosed with the same actually the same disease that, that I was diagnosed with with and that was, was tough to watch her have to go through blood tests, and and then, she, you know, she had the a thyroid a nodule, and this was a, a hard thing to watch your child go through. And I had grown really angry, and Tom preached a, a message about anger, and so this was my opportunity that I was going to tell him. I'm like, I'm bad. I'm angry. I'm starting to get angry at my family and my kids, and I'm yelling, and he was like, wow, that's great insight. You know, thank you, because we can hide things, can't we? And so, um, as we started to work through this, I said, I'm in disobedience about fasting, and he said, yeah, I've been praying and fasting for your family for this year, and that, yes, I agree with you, and and so, I also realized that, you know, I had sinned against God, and so I had to repent for him, and to him, and I agreed that I had opened the door to the enemy where I was the most vulnerable. And I confessed that disobedience and, and had Tom keep me accountable to fasting every week. And I want to thank you guys for being great leaders. Thank you for loving me through this. And I'm sorry for leaving your people with not integrity, the highest, most integrity. Thank you for letting me fail. And it is to be a safe place to do that. I don't want to repent to all of you if I put any seeds in your heart of how to do things the wrong way, of how not to walk and make them a lifestyle. You don't pick up this microphone until it becomes something so embedded in you that you walk it out in your own life and in your own family. And so thank you for your forgiveness. Okay, that's the, that was the hard part. Whew. let me tell you that what God has done while stepping into this, stepping into this um, season of fasting, I had a spirit of control on me. And so I've come to realize this is why this is important for me to learn this fasting on a weekly basis. And so as Tom would text me, how'd you fast go every week? I'd have to be like, It was fine, but I didn't get in God's Word, so he'd give me a tip, you know, because basically if you're fasting and you're not getting in God's Word, you're basically starving yourself. And so um, he needed to put God's Word in your heart. And so as I started to do that on a weekly basis, um, I started to see some freedoms in my life. And the really awesome part is the week that um, I began this fast and committed to it, we sold our house that we had been sitting on for four how many years, honey? three years. And we had, and we really needed to sell it so we could get some financial freedom. We were really walking in faith that we were going to get some financial freedom and we sold it and we got financially free. Can, and my husband now can like not carry that burden of financial burden. It was, that was like, I mean, he can be, ooh, it's just free when you get there. You just know it's just awesome. And, and, and so God allowed us to have that victory. And, um, the Lord gave me great strides. He's given me great strides towards healing for my body and, um, knew, I'd studied actually nutrition in, in college. I ha- I am a nutritionist, which is ironic, but I, we're studying, I'm studying new ways to, to build my body up. And, and he's led me to, to certain doctors. And so I'm excited about that and I am feeling much better. Um, praise God my goal is to be, our goal, my my and God's goal is to be completely healed and to not have to be on medication. So this is a part of that healing, I believe, um, for my daughter and I. And about three weeks ago, we got an awesome report that the nodule on her thyroid, which her endocrinologist said that it probably would never go away and wouldn't shrink. It shrank. So praise God. So we are praising God that he is working in our life and I just thank you and I humble myself before you and thank you for your forgiveness and don't be afraid to ever hold me accountable I'd rather be honoring God than honoring myself
0: Amen Let's just pray for Is Kyla here? Kyla come up sweetie please I'd like to pray for you You don't have to. It's okay. All right. Well, Jesus can reach the fifth row. Church, do we forgive her? Amen. And I forgive you as well. And we love you. We thank you for your humility. And so we pray for more joy, more peace, more fulfillment of destiny, complete healing. Yes. We thank curse, curse that thyroid problem in the name of Jesus and we release a perfect, perfectly working, perfectly healed thyroid in the name of Christ. Yes. God, we thank you for more resolve to to be faithful, God, to all that you've called Carmen yes. and her family. We bless her today, God. We release her, Father, from her hypocrisy. We release her. She is not that person. She is faithful, Yes. and we bless her today. And we bless Kyla in the name of Jesus. And we curse that bad old thyroid that's trying to not work right. We say, work right in the name of Jesus. Be strong and be healthy. In the name of Christ, thank you. we thank you for Carmen, for Scott, for their whole family, God. And we bless them today in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Love you. All right, Shelly, come on down. Okay. Do you need a preemptive strike?
2: I wasn't gonna cry until Carmen got up here. <laughs> and I gotta have my notes. I have to follow them because, um, woo, I'm out of my element a little bit. Um, Carmen and I actually just found out last night that um, just the Lord just must be doing something because we're doing the same thing right now. And we and we went, "Are you serious? It was just anyway, we were just having a conversation of what the Lord is doing in us um so uh once again, I'm going to um air my dirty laundry hanging out to dry, but it's been washed by the blood of the lamb um so okay. This is actually, um, it's really, it's its actually not difficult. I mean, it feels like it could be difficult, but it's really not because what the Lord has done to me over the last year and a half um, has actually really sent me in a direction of being all about my father's business. And so, um, but man, this journey was, has been really difficult. Um Okay. So about a year and a half ago, um, there was a a word of correction um, that the Lord um, brought forth about me. And um, it was obviously brought through a person and um, taken to our leadership team. And um, I was... um, Um, Tom actually was just sharing with me just a little piece of it and said, why don't you just pray about this? He's so, you guys, Tom is so precious. He really is. He said, hey, why don't you just pray about this? Boy, you guys, I was like, I don't need to pray about this. There's something wrong. I was like, I mean, you guys, offense came like right away. I was like, I am just fine. Me and Jesus are just fine. And if God wanted me to be corrected, then he would tell me. And um because I was like I'm not in sin, you know? I'm not like there's there's no major like gross sin in my life. Like what what's the deal? Like like what what's the deal? Cuz part of the in the correction was that I needed to lay off the microphone for a while. And I was like, mm-hmm. which fed into this lie that I always had that um nobody cares what I have to say. God doesn't care what I have to say and so instantly rejection like I mean you guys rejection like hit me. I was like God has rejected me. This person has rejected me. My leadership team has rejected me even though they didn't. <laughs> but the the enemy lied to me and said that um that basically that I was Um, worthless and um, I went into this deep depression Um, I went into self-pity I went into volatile anger towards this person Um, and um, I went through these thoughts of God how can you love me and love this person at the same time how can you be both of our gods God. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, and I literally, and I was pregnant at the time. And I literally, like, I would cry for hours, like hours. And Chris would be like, Shelly, what are you doing? And I'm like, I just can't stop. I just can't stop. I just can't stop the self-pity. I just couldn't. I was just like, everything that I had ever, like, understood and known was just like gone from me in like one one moment it was like I just didn't I didn't feel connected to God anymore I felt like he was against me and so and I was so angry I couldn't even see and so I went to Tom and I just met with him and I was just like I was just talking about him how angry I was and I just thought well this person is a Jezebel (laughs) and you know, and I was just so mad, and and, um, there was something, I don't even remember what happened in the meeting with Tom, but it's like I left not angry anymore, it's just, he asked me those powerful questions that he asks, and I, the anger left, okay, so I wasn't angry anymore, and there was this little piece of me that said, why don't you just look at it, you know, just, just look at this correction, and just, just, pray about it because really secretly you guys I knew I knew that um something was off about me and I knew that God was wanting to bring me something and so but I just didn't I didn't want to deal with it so um I um notes okay okay so I went to James the book of James and it says that any of you ask wisdom he gets it and if he doubts then you know You guys know the scripture. So I went to the Lord and I asked for wisdom. And the Lord said, Shelly, he said, you've built your house on sand. And I'm going to tear it down. And I want you to build it back up on the rock. And so I went. Okay. So I tore it down. I stepped down from everything. That's when I stepped down from Flip 180. I, I stopped doing anything in leadership. I just stepped down and I began to build at the foundation and I started with my family and I started with the relationship with my husband. And I just started from there. And so I went along and I was doing really good. Okay. I started just really dealing with myself on the inside and, and I was doing good. And then I had the baby and, you know, and I was starting to, whoo. okay. i would get I got some sleep the first couple of months, but he stopped that. But it, during that time, I was like, okay, I'm doing good. Well, then, listen, offense um, came back up. Do you know why? Because nobody missed me. And so, because I used to be one of those people that was, you know, how like when people like you don't show up at church for a month, and then you're upset because nobody missed you. It's like, well, you're the one who didn't come, like. I don't get it, but I got it because I did show up at church, but I felt all alone. And nobody missed my influence. Nobody missed that I wasn't on the microphone anymore. Like, you know, well, I kind of thought I had some cool things to say. <laughs> nobody missed it. And um, so I was like, I'm insignificant. And so, listen. This is what the Lord said to me. He said, um, "He said you're significant, but you're insignificant." There is this like tension between significance and insignificance when it comes to the grand scheme of things. And I'll get. He completed. I'll get to that part. But I was like, "Oh," I started to get this thing rise up inside of me where I went. Oh well, if he doesn't use me, he's going to use somebody else. So, it's really okay, you know. I was just like, it's, it's really okay, Shelley. Won't you just chill out for a minute? It's not all about you. It's not all about me. Woo. Okay, so I continued to deal with myself. Um, I started getting some different books, and I started breaking free from the codependent cycle, and um, that was huge for me. We'll talk about that later. Um, I just began to realize um, how I just fell into this victim role all the time and um, how God was wanting to, to get rid of it. And so then of recent, it's kind of like the Lord just, this has been a year and a half, okay, of me going through this stuff. And so um, so then all of a sudden the Lord spoke to me and he said, he said, listen, I want revival to happen in your heart. He says, I want to bring revival to your heart. And I felt like I was just on the cusp of Like just like falling into the sea of just like, woo, you know, like that, that thing of freedom. And the Lord said, he said, "Um, but you need to repent for some things, for a lot of things. And so um, I just felt like the Lord was like, um, repentance is the foundation of your revival. And so I started with my long list of people that I need to repent to, and if I have offended you and I haven't made it to you yet, don't worry, because I'm not finished. The Lord just began to deal with me about how I stink in relationships. Um, I've just been incredibly immature in my relationships and how I hurt people and I don't know it. Um... And so I started the forgiveness process. The Lord gave me a break so I could do the conference, and it's starting back up tomorrow, so somebody will probably get called tomorrow because it's, it's a long line of people. Um, <clears throat> okay, and so until I, I didn't really understand what God was doing until last week. Like, it, it was this aha moment that happened last week when Tom was talking about um, being married to the land and about how... Um, that we need to be a people who um, are about what, what God is doing in this land. That we need to love this place that we are. And so, um, this is where I need to, um, I, I repented to the Lord for not being married to the land. But this is where I need to repent to all of you. Because there was a message that I preached I don't know, even no, two years ago, um, about destiny. And while I believe that the Lord has a destiny for each one of us, absolutely he does, but there was an immaturity to it. And there was a self-seeking thing attached to it. You may not have picked up on it. I have a really great way of disguising things as holy when they're really not. Whether it came out in the message or not, it was in me. So it inadvertently got spewed onto you all. That destiny is about you. My destiny is about me. Me fulfilling my calling in God, and I'm gonna run over whoever I got to run over. Doesn't matter if the leadership team doesn't believe in me. Doesn't matter if my husband doesn't even like what I'm doing. I'm gonna do it because I am gonna obey God in my calling. You know, there's just this real kind of like, I didn't. That was me, like way in the beginning, but I had mellowed it out, you know. By the time I preached the message, but it was still there. It was still there, and so, um, so here's what the Lord showed me about being married to the land. And this is the immaturity that, that um, wait, let me complete my thought. Church body, will you forgive me for my immaturity when I brought forth this message about destiny? God wants you to have a destiny and and it's it's very true but there was an immature part of it and so I just asked the body to forgive me. Okay. So this is what the Lord showed me. He said, he said, "Shelly, think of your destiny as an umbrella. It's this umbrella, it's this covering that's over you." And he said, "Now, I have he has an umbrella. He has a destiny for the world." Okay? He has this umbrella for the world. And then um, he has this destiny or this umbrella for this region. Okay. And then he has this destiny umbrella for Newcastle. And then he has, and, and they all are to fall underneath each other. And then he has this destiny umbrella for New Covenant. And then there's the destiny umbrella of me. Okay, and I can chase my destiny. The Lord said, chase your destiny because I want you to fulfill your calling. I want you to go forward in what you're doing. He said, but your little umbrella was way over here, and it did not. It was not connected to what I was doing at New Covenant. It was not connected to what I was doing in Newcastle. It was not connected to what I was doing in this region. He said, you were self-seeking and you were over here and you were all worried about, you know, your teaching, gifting and God developing you and all these things. He's like, you were not married to the land. You were not submitted to my plan of what I was doing in New Covenant. You were serving the church but you weren't really serving the church and loving what the destiny that new covenant has been called to you were not married to the to the destiny that i've called new covenant you were not married to the destiny of newcastle you were not married to the destiny of this region you had your own self-seeking thoughts about it and i was like oh god i repent i mean i was just like How did I not see that? I couldn't even believe. But listen, you guys, here's what happened. I repented to the Lord, and you know what I did? I called Tom. I go, Tom, listen to what God showed me. You guys, I was so excited. Do you know the joy that I've been walking in since I got this revelation? I went a year and a half, a year and a half of being molded and twisted and like and the most painful year and a half of my life and let me tell you I've had some painful times in my life this was the darkest but I went oh like why didn't you just say so (laughs) but it brought joy you guys the joy that I feel right now it doesn't even matter like like it just doesn't matter and I don't care if it's this thing of like 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 now I have a filter. I can go, "Lord, do you want me to do this? Is it going to is it going to fulfill what you've got for New Covenant? Is it going to fulfill what you've got for this region? You know, is it going to fulfill what you've got for for, you know, this place?" And and it's just like I'm like, "Oh, anyway." So I just want to encourage you guys. Listen, it's hard, it's painful. It's worth it. It's worth
0: it. All right, thank you. That is really good. All right, so church, do we forgive her? We do. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, uh, we forgive her of her her selfishness, or immaturity, whatever you want to call it, Lord. I'm just thankful, God, she's faithful to to listen and to seek you, even in a dark time. God, our Christianity is measured when we can follow you through the darkness and through the hard times, God. And I thank you for her faithfulness, God. And we release her, we forgive her, we cover her now, God, to go and to fulfill her call. As it comes into alignment with your will for a city, for a state, for a nation, for a global move of the Lord. She is enlisted into your plan. And so we bless her today, God, in the name of Jesus. We bless her. We release her. And we thank you for her, God. We bless her. We bless her family. We bless her marriage. We bless her children, God. We thank you, God, for the multiple layers of calling and destiny that really is on her life, God. And I thank you for her, God. Thank you for the gift that she is to all of us. And we bless her today. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen.
2: Thanks.
0: Yeah, give the Lord some praise. Yeah. If you didn't see it, Eric put out an email this last week if you got testimonies of what God's doing in your life in the area of repentance, we we want to know. Not that you need to Spill your guts, and we want to know what you did wrong. We want to know what went right. I mean, that's what we're celebrating today. I mean, we've all got private struggles. We all have private failures. I have them. You have them. But we want to celebrate the public victory of Jesus Christ. Amen. Because He is the one who does the heavy lifting. We think we're heavy lifters, but I tell you what, we're all a bunch of flyweights. He does the heavy lifting. Amen? Well, let's thank him. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. You are the good God that the Word says you are. You are so good. You are so faithful to, to forgive and to give us our second, fifth, 27th. Chance, God, to to follow and to serve you. And we thank you for mercy that's new every day. We bless you, Father. We love you. And we thank you, God, for the testimony of Jesus that lives in so many people here today. So many people, God, the testimony of Jesus Christ. We thank you, God, for doing the hard work so that we could just follow in your footsteps to a set-apart and holy life, God. So, Father, please go with us today. Be with us, encourage us, challenge us, God. Call us to repentance. Call us to forgiveness, God. Call us up higher. We want your will to be done on the earth like it is in heaven. And we thank you, Father, And I'm just going to throw this out there. I just felt the Holy Spirit say, listen, if you're here today and you don't know Jesus, you don't know Jesus, I'm asking you to confess your sins today and let him heal you. Let him save you. Let him be king. Let him be Lord. Let him be the only God you serve. Today, I'm asking you, come to Jesus, confess your sins, and let him make you a brand new person. So we're just going to turn on some music. I'm going to call the prayer team to the front. If you're here and you need salvation, you need to be cleansed. You need to have your heart set right before the Lord. I'm just going to ask you to come down and meet with one of our prayer people. Or If you're here today and God's moved something on your heart, you're stirring, and you're like, I need to repent too. There's something. Come down during this ministry time. Come, Altar team, go ahead and come on up right now if you would please. But just come. Let God do the work that he wants to do. This is how revivals are begun. When the people of God get serious with their God. And they stop playing games. And they stop being comfortable. And they start going after him. So God, we call them to get saved today. Come forth, receive prayer, to, he- to get healed, to have salvation. Whatever you need, the altar's open. For the rest of you, God bless you. Go today in the love of Jesus. And everybody says, amen. God bless.